Father, once again, I surrender this word into your hands, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray that you touch us, Lord, and set us free with the truth, the absolute truth, for you alone are the truth, Lord. Thank you for everything that you're doing in our lives, Lord. Though we may fail to see your goodness, Lord, you are good, Lord, and your goodness endures forever, Lord, and great is your faithfulness, Lord. I once again surrender what I have to teach into your hands, Lord, and I pray it bears fruit in us a hundredfold, Lord. We ask that you touch us, Lord, and revive us, revive our hearts, Lord. Let us be changed forever forevermore in your presence and in your presence is the fullness of joy in Jesus name I pray amen amen hallelujah today's uh, teaching is called treasure hunt because we're going to hunt for the treasure that is in the Bible When I was young, X marked the spot, yes? All the pirates went to where the X is. But here, you turn that X to the cross, and the cross marks the spot. Amen? That is our treasure. My goal has been to bring out the best in a person according to the word of God and according to the good work that Jesus is doing in us. I'll get to the treasure hunt soon enough. But the Bible, when I walk according to my calling, to what I'm called to do, tells me to bring out the best in you. And if I, all I do if, is condemn you, that is not going to bring out the best in you. And what the Lord does is encourage you to get closer to Him. And that requires compassion, empathy, to understand what you're going through. And the problem is, initially I didn't care. Like that's his problem or her problem. What has that got to do with me? But then the Lord told me, I have enough compassion for you and me and for them. Will you serve me? So that has been my goal. See, when I was in the hotel field as a GM, I had to have a goal. And that had to be passed down to the janitor, to the owner. Everybody had to have the same goal. And I had to describe that goal and make it as simple and short as possible. And this is what I said to everyone who's working in the hotel where I was GM. I said, when a guest leaves the front door, 
he must have in his mind to come back whether that is because you exceeded his expectations or whatever doesn't matter but that is not without correction if the guest is doing something wrong in the room we're going to kick him out if he's trying to start a fire there yes do you understand if he's causing a nuisance we'll do something about it but that doesn't deter me from the goal what is the goal do you understand the hotel that i worked for was known for its lax approach when it comes to prostitutes so we had a man coming after i became gm wanting to bring in some girls to his room and the front desk said no the management has changed the owners have changed or whatever they said to him so then i was walking by and they said this is our new gm so he came he came and told me this is what i used to do whenever i come into kitchen this is these are the people that are pregnant i said why do you have to come to kitchen this guy is from thrissur i said why don't you go home we'll send the girls to your house but it's not going to happen in my hotel and he said we'll see about that i said that is the front door see out then see about this he tried pulling strings nothing happened he even tried to send cops nothing happened because he was a powerful man i won't name him to understand but it is fair to say he was above politicians but stand up to him with boldness i did why because there was one goal and this also involved training for example our chief engineer before he worked for us he worked in a ship it was a part of a merchant navy so i asked him what do you do when there's a fire i said and he said i run saying fire 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 i said if you do that in a hotel people jump out the window because in a ship people are trained to respond to a fire not a guest to understand and if you, and if they see the chief engineer saying fire fire for running out they'll run the other way or what we don't know what ensures but i can guarantee you the, there will be panic which is what we are trying to avoid so i told them this is how you do and i i laid down the procedure for each floor do you understand so when you have a fire you have to assign each person to go to that floor to guide because for that they have to know which room is occupied and not and what are the expected occupancy at that time so they know which room is there not do you understand and if a room doesn't open then there is a master key also do, do do you understand so i had to lay down the procedures what i'm trying to say is my goal as a pastor as a minister of god as a pastor is what god has called me to do has been to bring out the best in a person according to the word of god word of god in 2 timothy 2:15 says be diligent to present yourself approved to god a worker who does not need to be ashamed 
rightly dividing the word of truth yes that's for you and me yes the word of god word of god makes you complete in 2 timothy 3:7 that the man of god may be complete thoroughly equipped for every good work so according to the word of god not according to what i think or what human reasoning thinks or what the world thinks according to the word of god do you understand that yes this is the goal and second is the good work christ is doing in us more in you than in me yes hallelujah no but do you understand yes in philippians 1:6 it says being confident how can you be confident if you are full of guilt and shame and do you understand it goes against the good work he's doing being confident of this very thing that he who began the good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ that means has the day of Jesus Christ come no so will complete is a work in progress yes abroad when you drive you see a sign saying men at work and sometimes you see a woman and you drive over that woman why because it's a sign said we're men at work yeah? no i'm just kidding yeah i'm kidding don't do that don't say that your pastor said that no do you understand we are all at work by whom by god provided we submit and it is my job to make sure you submit to god so that he can bring out the best in you because his plans are better than yours and mine yes do you understand yes in hebrews 13:21 says make you complete in every good work to do his will he's not doing it so that you get entertainment it is so that his purposes is done on earth do you understand that is why he makes you complete because nothing in the flesh can glorify the lord yes working in you what is well pleasing in his sight through jesus christ to whom be glory forever and ever why through jesus christ because when you don't accept the salvation through jesus christ what can you do nothing in the flesh can glorify through jesus christ filled with the holy spirit amen do you understand but in this in doing this i have to find a balance because i'm human also yes In Galatians 4:19 it says what My little children who for whom I labor in birth again until Christ is formed in you I can't count the number of times I got sick and tired of saying the same things over and over and over to the same people and they just don't seem to listen So what happens in the end to me I get angry I get frustrated but here is Paul is saying my little children that is full of love is not being sarcastic yes I said to the Lord I want that I want that compassion I want what he felt towards those who are going astray who are going wayward even after he did everything he could then what what the lord say read says what my little children for whom i labor in birth again that means keep at it 
you need patience i didn't have patience i was not a doctor how can i have patience good joke no no but i didn't have patience for the lord to have patience so I, i i meet someone each time i meet someone i say lord you got to minister to them not me i got to labor in birth again that means what people who were supposed to have a born again experience are going through the same thing over and over again and they're born again otherwise they to understand what get the picture yes stop condemning yourself whom for whom i labor in birth again until christ has formed in you this is one thing yes remember i told you i had to balance this what is the other thing Psalm 127:1 Unless the Lord builds the house they labor in vain who build it unless the Lord guards the city the watchman stays awake in vain so i am not building this house the lord is building you and me yes what i have to do is just minister be the good shepherd yes tell you what the lord tells me if you don't listen I'll get frustrated because I'm human. Do you understand? And to stop me throwing things at you, God sanctified me. And he said I have enough compassion. Don't throw this at them. Earlier I told you many of you I wanted to throw something at you. I wanted to keep a dog as a pet. Why when people are not worshiping, you'll go and bark at them. when people not giving tight they'll growl at them and then the fear of god no that's the fear of dog yes i'm joking yes i'm not going to keep a dog for that yeah but it'll be a pastor's dog he'll stand here stand watch if you're not worshiping if you're not raising hand he'll come and bark at you good idea no yes okay okay i'm joking yeah but this is you have to find a balance for that i have to sharpen my axe when i'm not ready to minister i tell you i don't want to minister to you but i'm not tired otherwise what will come out my frustrations will come out and if i'm not rested that happens i've seen that over and over again god has called me to be a shepherd after his own heart go to jeremiah 3:15 I'll give you shepherds in King James version it says pastors I'll give you shepherds according to my heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding It's not that the shepherds or the pastors have knowledge and understanding They only can carry knowledge and understanding to feed the flocks in their sack yes but what is a grow on earth so god gives that knowledge and understanding so i have to sit with the lord to transfer that to you and for that if you give me the glory that's wrong it's give god the glory yes what does it say in proverbs 27:23 it says be diligent to know the state of your flocks attend to your herd Initially when I thought when I read this I thought to myself 
God has given me senses. So with these senses I have to diligently know the state of the flocks God has given. That is not true. It is right like for example I didn't know that you were going to fall. Now if it's the power of God that made you fall that's different but if it's ill health that made you fall that's different. But I have to know the state. Do you understand? So I asked God I said what do I do in this case? Tell him to sit down. So what did I do? I said sit down. Do you understand? And later God said okay Rachel minister in that in the same place. Do you understand? Be diligent. How and be diligent. Seek the Lord. I have to seek the Lord all the time to know your condition. Sometimes when God wakes me up at 3 o'clock and tells me to pray, I'm just using that as an example. And, and he doesn't tell me who to pray or whatever. I just pray. Sometimes he tells me, this person is doing this again. Pray for them. I said, I want to call that person and tell him to stop. He said, don't leave your phone alone. Before I used to do that. I should call up the person. I said, stop whatever you're doing. He said, how did you know? Do you understand? But now, unless the Lord tells me, do you understand? Before I used to stay in Choice Park and a person I was ministering to had a girlfriend which was not the will of the Lord. The Lord told me once, he's passing by, go and so I went out and I said, I, the Lord told me you were passing by, you need to come and see me now. He said, that's the only way you can get out of the gate unless you jump the wall, yes? And God has placed me as a guardian so everyone comes out in front of my house, yes? So I said, come in, I want to talk to you. And that brought repentance to his life. Do you understand? Anyway, be diligent. That means I have to be faithful to that. Doesn't matter what is happening around me. I have to know what the Lord is doing because it is his flock. But he has given entrust that to me, yes? And I should be content with that, whom he has entrusted. Rather than seeking more and more without taking care of you all. You, then, then I'm not fulfilling that goal. Is it clear? So how can I confidently say that I'm walking worthy of my calling? How can I confidently say that? Because I choose to value holy fear as my greatest gift. Remember this talk is called treasure hunt. I treasure the fear of the Lord. I see the fear of the Lord as a prized possession. If I don't have the fear of the Lord, then don't ever show up at my house or call me pastor. I may love the Lord, but the fear of the Lord makes me worthy, walk worthy of my calling. And I'm confident of that because I fear the Lord. And last week I told you, directing that fear correctly towards God is life. 
and it becomes a virtue. Remember that? Last week I told you that, yes? Go to Isaiah 11.3. Isaiah 11.2 speaks about the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding and all that. Isaiah 11.3 says, talking about Jesus, prophesy, prophecy. His delight is in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes. It goes on. But his delight is in the fear of the Lord. Where is your delight? Is it wrapped up in a bottle of alcohol? Or somewhere, something? I'm telling you because that is how I used to operate before. The Lord set me free. His delight is in the fear of the Lord. Isaiah 33:6. Wisdom and knowledge ye shall wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of your time and the strength of salvation. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. Do you understand that? Is it a treasure for you? Don't answer me. You judge a tree by the fruit. Do you fear the Lord? The fear of the Lord is a hidden virtue that in essence is the way to the key of all life. If I told you I found the fountain of eternal youth, then you will all run partake of that fountain and I'm telling you I found it. It's called the fear of the Lord. Remember the word fear in our culture has a negative connotation. But that is not what it is. Fear of the Lord unlocks the purpose for our very existence and attracts the presence of the Lord and also his protection. If you fear the Lord, you would not do nonsense. I'm pointing at you not because you're doing nonsense, yeah? Do you understand? Yes? Don't think, why is the pastor pointing at me all the time? Don't do that. Yes? Fear of the Lord will be the stability of your time. Do you require stability? The Bible says by embracing the fear of the Lord, it will lengthen your life. And not only that, if you know someone who fears the Lord, you can trust them because they will not do you harm. Because what? They fear the Lord. You find that in Abraham's life. He said, I didn't think they feared the Lord in this town or city or village or whatever. Do you understand? So if you fear the Lord, you can trust that person. Now, how many of you heard of Solomon? Yes? Solomon is the son of David. He didn't fully realize the value of godly fear. Even though he taught about this and talked about this, he didn't 
understand the value of God's holy fear. Remember, Solomon wrote Ecclesiastes, yeah? Remember the example I told you earlier of the man of God in jail. He committed all the sins. He loved God, but he didn't fear God. If he feared God, he would not have committed, yes? So it was possible for Solomon to be drawn away from God himself because he didn't fear God. You can say Solomon had a fall or he fell from grace. How can you say that? Because he had 900 mother-in-laws. If you have 900 mother-in-laws, you are not wise. Unless there is wisdom in that, yeah? But God doesn't say there is, yes? My mother-in-law is sitting here, yes? The Bible says to fear God, not your mother-in-law, yes? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And in stumbling and experiencing this folly, he wrote about all this after he recovered, yes? Yes? Now, Paul didn't want to make the same mistake. So what did he do about that? 1 Corinthians 9:27. But I discipline my body, bring it under subjection, lest when I preach unto others, I myself should become disqualified. Subject my body doesn't mean he beats himself. Some people thought I beat myself daily, so he t- I know people actually taking a belt and beating their backs and they were proud of the scars that is not what paul meant do you understand romans 12:3 don't think you're better than you really are be honest in your evaluation of yourself measuring yourself by the faith God has given us. Paul did that. And when he saw that he was short of this, he received from God, yes? And because he sought the Lord for everything, the hidden truths of God's covenant were revealed to him. Do you understand? And if he didn't have godly fear, and if he didn't think as it being valuable or if he didn't embrace it he too would have fallen because he said so much revelation has been given to me if so much revelation has been given to a human person he becomes proud do you understand because paul understood the importance of treasuring the fear of the lord Do you understand? Embracing godly fear as part of our most prized possession empowers us to remain under the submission to truth. In and in doing so, it keeps us in the path of life which brings rewards from God. As you delight in the Lord, he'll give you what? the desires 
of what is the delight early we read he shall delight in the fear of the lord do you understand yes go to proverbs 17 fear fear of the lord is the beginning of knowledge but fools despise wisdom and instruction who is a fool the person who doesn't believe god exists yes what is psalm 25 12 say who is the man that fears the lord him shall god he teach in the way god chooses so what he teaches you is depending on how he chooses to teach you not what you want if you want what you want go to google not that is demonic but it's not biblical in this context do you understand and you fill your head with all kind of knowledge and what will happen in the end you will lose the fear of god if you want to understand the process go through the bible studies last week yes so coming back to solomon i want to read a portion of what he wrote when he fell down because of the lack of fear i want to explain this from the scripture and i i use a message bible to make it more relevant to us but you can understand from ecclesiastes 1 um chapter 1 verse 1 to 11 but in chapter 2 verse 11 2 to 11 it says smoke nothing but smoke that is what the question says that means that's what the writer says there's nothing to anything it is all smoke what is there to show for a lifetime of work a lifetime of working your fingers to the bone one generation goes its way the next one arrives but it changes but nothing changes it's business as usual for the old planet earth the sun comes up the sun goes down then it does it again and again the same all round i think he's tired of life yes the wind blows south the wind blows north around and round it blows blowing this way then that then whirling erratic wind in other words wind is crazy yes you're saying that yes all the rivers flow into the sea but the river but the sea never fills up the river keeps flowing into the same old place and then start all over and do it again everything is boring utterly boring no one can find any meaning in it boring to the eye boring to the ear what was will ha- will be again that means bell bottoms are coming back yes oh my god what happens will happen again yes there is nothing new on this earth year after year it is the same old thing does this, does someone call out hey this is new don't get excited it is the same old story nobody remembers what happened yesterday and the things will happen tomorrow and the things that will happen tomorrow 
no one will remember them either don't count on being remembered this is what the wisest man had to say about life yes everything is boring utterly boring no one can find any meaning in it is that the day you die is better than the day you were born i don't know because he said everything is vanity from being the wisest man he plummeted all the way down to this what today will be known as a manic depression but he came out of that 900 mother-in-laws and all he came out of that and this is what he had to say go to ecclesiastes 12:1-6 remember now your creator in the days of your youth before the difficult days come and the years draw near and you say i have no pleasure in them and he lists out seven things we can study that later but go to the next scripture he ends that with verse 13 he says let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter this is after he came back to his senses he says let us hear the conclusion of the whole thing he says fear god and keep his commandments for this is man's all are you a human being then fear god and keep his commandments this is a wisest man before jesus speaking if you disobey that it is your problem fear god it is your greatest treasure hey i'm not here to judge you I'm just telling you what the Bible says. If you don't have the fear of God, get right with God. I can't give it to you. It's not a commodity you buy in the grocery store. Shop. And maybe the anointing will impart when you are with me. Yes, the fear of God into your life. But if you don't have that, you will go astray. You will go around in circles and circles and circles. And today when somebody comes to me going around in circles I say this is the primary thing you don't have the fear of God if you had the fear of God would you sin will you do that stupidity that nonsense if you feared God the fact is you don't that's why you do and then you feel guilty and then you come to me hoping that I'll make you feel better so that you can go back and do it again nonsense fear god for this is man's all go to psalm 128:1 we read 127 now 128:1 blessed is everyone who fears the lord who walks in his ways same thing fear god and keep his commandments that is the blessing of the lord and the blessing of the lord adds no sorrow it brings wealth 
delight in the Lord. Am I making sense? Am I putting it together? Yes? So, don't condemn yourself. If you don't have the fear of God, tell him. Be honest. In Psalm 51 verse 6, it says, you must have truth in the inner being. The worst thing you can do is tell me a lie. Say, oh, I fear the God. No, I fear God. Oh, nonsense. You judge the tree by the fruit, yes? He's coming soon. We are all going to meet him. What is he going to say? Do you fear God? Or are you playing games? Don't play games with God and call it Christianity because you're hurting other people. Because they'll see the fakery bakery and they'll say, I don't want a part of that. Because the people who profess to me are fake. I remember the time when Dranjit was in ICU and God revived him. And I believe it was his cousin or uncle and aunt when I visited him later. Said, we also prayed. I wanted to say, so what is the fruit of your praying? Did you have the boldness to go to your ICU and resurrect him? If not, then what is the point in praying? Saying, Hamana, 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 thousand times over. What is the point? Same thing with intercession. If you're not in the throne room of God and do not have the burden, what is that? It's just parroting stupidity. And you call that prayer. How do you know the burden that the Lord has? When I sat, I didn't actually sit with the Lord. The Lord told me that this is the exam season and and in this season, during exams, be vigilant. Pray. That is the heart of the Lord. Why? That there are no disappointments leading to suicide. Be it kids, be it adults, or whoever. I don't know who that is. God didn't specify who it is. That is why I posted that. I didn't know the exam season was upon us. In fact, it starts tomorrow. Am I right in your school? Yes? I explained why all that pressure is wrong during the Bible study. Comes down to what Jesus said. The love of money is the root of all evil. So, I would suggest you watch the Bible studies or come if you can. Don't fall out or fall away. I kept it separate so that husbands can come and wives can come. It's not because of male and female interaction or whatever. And not because of culture. I'm, I have did it only because of convenience. All this I'm presenting to you. I'm giving you all that. But if you don't fear the Lord, it's all going to go to waste. And people who have treasure that in the heart they know this is valuable do you understand all I can tell you is don't fall away 
what Solomon said in Ecclesiastes 12:13 says let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter fear god and keep his commandments for this is man's all that's where you start in psalm 28:128:1 it says blessed is everyone who fears the lord you wonder why you don't have blessings of the lord stop by fearing the lord don't fear man how can you rebuke someone if you fear him or her or what men would say that is the fear of the lord how can i point to the door and say that is the door walk away if you want if i'm concerned about the number of people who are filling up the chairs i fear the lord and i'll be accountable to him and he'll bring those who want to hear the truth and it is false thinking for me to reach out to the whole town village the world when my calling is to be a pastor and a teacher and not an evangelist but do the work of an evangelist i will i do i do that but walk worthy of the calling for which god has put in our hearts right now it is to be a pastor and a teacher earlier it was to be an evangelist if god moves that back to that then i will do that because i fear god who produces sheep shepherds or sheep yes you're not watching star trek where you push a button and a sheep comes out yeah do you understand walk worthy of your calling don't tell me that you fear god you will fall away if you don't fear god this it is that serious in john 17:3 it's not there this is eternal life jesus saying that you may know the true god and jesus christ whom you have sent so it's a matter of eternal life you can pretend all you want this life when you get there jesus will say i never knew you there's no purgatory for roman cats to pray you into heaven do you understand that if this is bringing fear of god in your life good but that is man's all in all it's the beginning of wisdom it stops me from doing noise nonsense it stops me from sinning when i hear pastors and preachers and men of god who follow me immediately i know there is no fear of god in their life because i've seen in my own life when i stop fearing god i am prone reluctantly to sin but if i fear god i stay in the path so i suggest you fear god 
And if you don't fear God, get right with him. Talk to him. It's not to condemn you. You're not going to hell because of that. Because you do mean meaning if you want that fear of God and you don't have it. No. If you want that you just talk to him. Jesus reconciled that relationship as to God, our Father, yes? But like I said, don't fool yourself, don't fool your neighbor. Get right with God. Have truth in the inward being. Amen. Let's all stand up in the presence of God.